When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. I've been doing this three seasons now, and tonight I've got two of my favourite guests of all time. So let me introduce my three guests to you this evening. Uh, first of all, we've got uh, Joe Doherty back. Hello, Nigel. How are you? I'm all right, actually. Um, I've got uh, Stephen Allwise. Hello. And we've got Graham Reed. Good evening. So, uh, gentlemen, let's start off with, uh, with Top of the League. And uh, that's it. I think the way we played the other night means that the league is ours. We've got two points ahead of Chelsea. Uh, we've got a better goal difference and Arsenal in the bottom three. So uh, it's... Let's it's go the- home. Job done this season. Done. Stephen, so that, I, let's be serious for a second. That was a good performance against West Brom. It was a very good performance. And I think having seen Chelsea struggle at the weekend and having seen Arsenal struggle and having seen Liverpool and United, if we can term them title rivals, not exactly set the league alight it was important for City to actually not just win but play well and I'm not sure I would go as far as saying it sent a message to other teams because everyone knows we will be up there come the end of the season because of the quality we've got but it was the manner of the performance and how threatening we look going forward that was I think reassuring to see the likes of Yaya and Silva and everyone else actually can still play football to a very high level it was, it was a brilliant performance pretty much faultless I thought and Reedy, as, as, as far as you're concerned, I mean, the, the highlights for you, I mean, Stephen's mentioned sort of Yaya and Silva, they've got to be the two sort of standout performance, surely. 
Yeah, well, sort of. But uh, I think the highlight was that it was such a big game. After the weekend's results, I think the players would have got together and thought, here's a chance for us to stamp ourselves very early on, which obviously they did. West Brom helped. Uh, and Tony Pulis was fantastic coming out afterwards and trying to play sort of four four two against us. Gave us a lot of room. Um, so that was to help. But a lot of teams will go to West Brom and struggle later because they won't do that again. They'll play four five one, obviously. Um, but Finley and I were there and we thought we were fantastic. The movement, David Silva, which uh, I know we discussed before we came on, is without doubt one of the best three players in the Premier League. There is absolutely no question. And overall, we came back singing champions. So it wasn't a bad night. Joe, champions. Easily. I mean, I agree with what you were saying, Reedy, about um, West Brom playing the 4 4 2, because I was a bit worried before the game with all the other poor results. And, you know, we don't always do well against teams like I thought, you know, West Brom, Pulis Ball. They th- I thought they'd defend deep, they'd pack the midfield. But no, last night they went 4 4 2. They put Lambert and Berahino up front. I thought, we've got a good chance to really smash them here on their own ground because they're playing in a way that suits us. I think, just from West. Brom's point of view you can understand why they went with two up front first game of the season City have struggled in pre-season missing a couple of key players it was probably Pulis thought a chance for them to actually have a go at City and see if Lambert and Berahino together could cause us problems but very easy in hindsight it actually worked in our favour it gave us far more space to play but also I thought the pace we played at all the things we were talking about last season you know, about we were lacking pace we weren't moving the ball quickly enough all of those you know Yair wasn't getting forward enough but you know it, 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 I think we saw all of that in, you know, in the first game and uh, I think towards the end of last season when they, when they finished the season with six six straight wins Silver played in behind the hole with one forward and they, they had Navas and obviously they struggled with the other winger but now they've got Sterling who's absolutely ridiculously quick and Silva's linking all the play up with everybody and obviously you've got lads like Torre that can pass and Finley noticed last night instantly that he's lost a little bit of weight we reckon uh, What, Finley has? Or? Not, well he, he, he certainly has but um, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think his bottom shrunk a bit which is uh, I, know, I know you're probably a keen keen observer of that sort of thing Nigel but so I always thought his bottom had shrunk a bit and he, he looked an awful lot fitter so yeah I think that moving forward the signs are very very good well I should say I, I was slightly unfair in, in introducing my guests um, on, the, on the show because Finley is here in the studio and he often accompanies you reading I think I will, we'll come on to Finley in a minute actually because um, I know he's done his sort of uh, marks out of 10 for the player so I'm sure we'll, we'll, if we get time I'm, I'm keen to hear from Finley who's been on the podcast on a number of occasions it's good to have him back in the studio um, so it, can we go through the goals who scored the first goal please help me here Torre Silver <laughs> either so let's talk. Fed- I, I, think, I think we probably you, have Rudy. to wait for the, the dubious goals panel or whoever decide these days. When do they sit? Has that all been decided? How long does it take them to work it, it out? They do at the end of the season. Played very recently. Um, look, it was a scuffed shot from Yaya, but and took a deflection off a defender, and then took a deflection off Silver. But I think that was if it goes as Silver's goal. It's the third season on the trot. He scored the first goal. That's what I said. Um, which is a good start. Last season he had his best goal scoring campaign. And really touched on it before. I think it's a very simple thought. Silver is our best player. He's at his best when he's just behind the striker. Put him there. Let him play. Let him be the one who controls all of our attacks because he's the most likely source of breaking through. Joe. Joe. Sorry, go on, Joe. Well, I was going on from that. Since Xavi and Iniesta have retired from the Spanish national team, Del Bosque has decided that the Spanish team now should be built around David Silva. And I mean, if 
that's what the, probably the one of the best international teams in the world think, then you know you've got to build your team around him at City. Interestingly, last night um, they were talking to uh, Martinez. I, I sadly didn't only go to the game, but I watched it live when I got in as well. And I listened to Martinez, and and what they were saying is, it's much probably harder to stop Silver playing than it would be to st- stop the supply line to him. Um, which will be interesting to see how that works in the coming weeks. But he's so very clever at just getting himself into little pockets all around the pitch, all over the pitch, that certainly there's no, no, there was no surprise that our turn in form last year and the start of this year has, has coincided with him playing in probably the most important position. And what about Yaya's second goal? I mean, took that brilliantly, didn't he? By his standards, it wasn't that good, though, was it? <laughs> but Bond, didn't Bonnie hold it up well, didn't he, up top? Made in the Ivory Coast. It was it was a brilliant finish to a brilliant move, and I'm I'm not sure how many passes preceded that, but I think it was probably good for Bonnie as well to get involved because he'll know that if we play one up front, then it will be Aguero who plays, and I don't think any of us would complain about that. So he has to take his chances, and he's not had a lot of action in pre-season, but. I thought he had a decent game and you could see the understanding when Yaya gave it to him. He knew he just had to basically touch it back. Didn't even put much pace on it and it was a brilliant classical Yaya finish. And then what a brilliant shoulder from the skipper. He, he seemed to quite enjoy that, didn't he? Uh, sort of jumping on the advertising board and looked as though there was quite a lot of emotion in that. Like Franny just- Lee in 68... So, you know, the, you know Newcastle, win, 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 St James's Park seconds. winning the league. Just to remind people, absolutely, 1968, last four game three. of the season, four-three. Uh, Funny statues, I would say. Slightly different stature, and, and uh, it's interesting to look at the crowd as well, all sitting there with their sort of their flat caps and their <laughs> their, their jacket and ties on, of course, which is slightly different without wearing our colours. It's, it's a slightly different. So, but you're absolutely right. It's a great picture standing up there. It's a very famous picture. But you could just see on his face how much that goal meant for not just him because he loves the club, but him personally. You know, he knows he's not had the best of years. He, I think he admitted that in the interview afterwards. He had he had a point to prove, and you could just see. I think he needed something like that to boost his confidence. You could just see how much it meant for him personally to get that goal. And I think that last night, him and Mangler both had good games. And you know, touch wood, maybe we'll see a better defence this year as well. Um, Stephen, what about the Sterling miss then? Yeah, it's of all the talk around Sterling, the one negative that Liverpool fans have said and other journalists and pundits have said is that he doesn't score enough goals and that his finishing isn't quite as good as it should be. We saw in pre-season he can score and he can score some spectacular goals. I think he should have buried that chance when he was through one-on-one. Um, I think Mihal actually left far more of the goal exposed than the Sterling imagined. It was a decent save. Um but the fact that he was in the position in the first place... It's his job, isn't it? The press are filling their boots, aren't they, this morning? You know, so no, I think everyone is... Wait, what a waste of money. £49 million, what a waste well, of money. It's a lot of money, but Sheikh Mansour can afford it. City can afford it. End off. And they'll sell him for 80 to Barcelona. Say that again, sorry. They'll end up sell- selling him somewhere for 80 or 90 to Real Madrid or Barcelona, and it'll be a fantastic transfer business. Well, I'm keen to talk to Finley then now, because obviously, again, you were at the game again with your dad. I know you follow them all around the country. Um, and you've, do you, you've, if you can give us your kind of your marks out of 10, if we start with, you might have to help me with the 11 here, but starting at the back, obviously, Joe Hart. Uh, we gave him a seven. Didn't have much to do, really. OK. And uh, the, the full-back, Sanya? Eight. OK, fine. And the other full-back? Uh, Kolarov. Kolarov, uh, seven. Okay, and then the two centre-backs, we've got the, the captain magnificent, Vincent. 
Eight. And Mangala? Seven. Okay, we then got, uh, let's go through the midfield, we've got Yaya. Eight. Navas. Eight. Bernardino. I'm getting some help here. Seven. Silver. Nine. Sterling. Eight. And Wilf. And Wilfred Bonny, finally. Seven. Okay, so you're so you're man of the match then, and and why? Uh, silver. And and the, and the reason for that? Uh, because he set up basically every chance that we had on the night, and he just like he, there was a point where we were up the end of the away fans, and he came down, and he was stuck in the corner, and there was like two West Brom fans around him, uh, and he just like drifted past them without even having a chance that nobody else could do in the Premier League. So. And they had some bloke whose who's, his employment uh, was was based on chopping him from the waist downwards. Jacob or somebody? What, so what, it's what a, a bro- what a t- task, t- isn't it? Yeah, but what a brute! What, what an animal he is! I didn't think it was a penalty though, Nigel. Unlike you, excuse I'd- me. There were no way in a million years was that a penalty. And are you lying, Git Reedy? Before we came on, you were giving me the whole. Throw the refs. You were giving me that. What an obvious penalty. Excuse me. If that had happened, yeah, in the centre circle in the 53rd minute, we would have not even been talking about it. He, it's, it's a contact sport. They came together. He fell over. That was never a. Come on, Stephen. Even I'm you. I'm not was quite a, sure why we are talking about it. was I'm, a bit of a nothing incident in a game. I'm telling you, because Reedy thought it was a penalty. That's why we're talking about it. And he's wrong. It wasn't a penalty, but I would say. That Jakob, how he stayed on the pitch, he hit about three or four bookable offences, didn't he? He probably earned his wages. He was given a and very those two West Brom fans. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they shouldn't have been on the pitch. I think he means players. We I knew what he, we, yeah, knew we knew what he meant. The well, listeners will know what Finley meant. Right? It was a thankless task, to be fair, to Jakob to to man mark Silver, and we saw how good Silver is and how well he responded. But also, I think at the same time, it gives more space to our other attacking players. Because if you've got the opposition's holding midfielder and his sole job is to look after Silva, that frees up Yaya, it frees up Navas, it frees up Sterling and Fernandinho. And therefore, they will become more dangerous as a result of teams paying such special attention to Silva. Sorry to butt in there. Um, About three years ago, Moyes came down with Everton and uh, he specifically got Phil Neville to man mark no I can't remember who was it first some Everton player did it first and got booked with inside 20 minutes and then it was Phil Neville and he then got booked and um, I remember thinking to myself well that's not a great idea because he's he's so clever with the ball that eventually he'll get people dragged out of position and, and they'll end up on yellow cards and he, he'd swap the original man mark I can't remember it was because he, he so that's not the way to go I don't think I've only ever seen one player that I, off the top of my head like completely mark David Silver out of a game and do it well that was Coquelin for Arsenal last season and he did it when David Silver was playing sort of at about 70 odd percent which is still a very good player but I think in terms of marking him out of the game you're pretty much a yellow card perhaps even a red card waiting to happen aren't you? So great win champions um, I just want to spend a, a minute or two talking about the chance because I have to say if the City fans as we know have got a fantastic sense of humour and sort of chanting away there and clearly made far more noise than the West Brom fans so Reedy your, your favourite chance of the evening? Oh well there were several but I think um, Raheem Sterling with is the top of the league is always a very uh, <laughs> is always a good one to those uh, to those Merseysiders um, and there were several about Jolian Lescott which were very amusing all nice to Jolian not so good for West Brom 
and uh, and it just brought back smiles. Of I said to you earlier when um, when they got relegated all those years ago to this third tier. And um, are you watching Macclesfield went up? So, to be fair, their humour knows no bounds. And, and I think the, the, the one for me probably was, you know, we're staying up, we're staying up, City's staying up, well, we we're staying up. 37 points, to be sure. Yeah, exactly. So we could stay up. But all I, we like, could... I like we're going down with a billion in the bank, actually. Is, I always like that one. All right, let's, um, let's move on from that, because we've got um, the, uh, the champions of last season. Um, who will be parking their bus on Sunday? Well, it's funny, isn't it? For the two, for the last two seasons, we've had the previous season's champions, second game in, first time game of the season. Chelsea this season, Liverpool last year. And par- par- <laughs> thank you, par- par- thank you for that. Yeah. Parking the bus, Stephen. Surely it must be. It must be doing his reversing tactics now. Parking isn't he? the bus, being pragmatic. It's something that Mourinho is very good at, and Pellegrini at times we've said isn't so good at. I think Chelsea, yeah, we, they'll they'll probably come for a point, um, and you know might sit back and try to counter attack with Hazard, and we know how good a player he is. The question for City, I guess, is do we continue, in essence, with the same team or same formation rather as against West Brom, and and be quite open in the way that we play, knowing the risk that that poses if we're we're short in midfield and Yaya doesn't track back and Fernandinho doesn't have the support because on our day going forward as we've seen we're, we're lethal and we can pose Chelsea so many problems the balance is is having that right or rather the question is having the right balance between attack and defence so what's the option if I play devil's advocate as I do we go with the same side we go certainly the same format you know you, whether you yeah, drop I, I Bonnie guess Aguero and, comes uh, in for, exactly, for Bonnie. Bonnie for Aguero for Bonnie and you wonder whether Zabaleta will be yep. thrown in yep. instead of Sanya otherwise I think the team will stay the same. It might be interesting if we sign De Bruyne. He could make his debut against Chelsea. It'd be a very nice story if he scored the winning goal against a manager who, who doesn't rate him. Uh, in- interesting thought. So, so start with that then, then Reedy. De Bruyne, what, what do you know about it? It would be a great I sign. I don't know much about him at all. I watched him once in a pre-season friendly at the Emirates. and He looked a super player. He looked like he could... Uh, but obviously, you can never quite tell. So we'll wait and see him in competitive action. Just we're going to get it. We're going to get him, though, aren't we? I mean, oh, there's, I'm there's pretty the... certain of that. But just yeah. want to touch back on the on the team this weekend. I think he'll play exactly the same team. I don't think he'll play Aguero. I think he's he, he clearly wanted to keep all those South Americans back. The win at West Brom has helped him a lot, and I think they'll go with Bonnie up front, and uh, and I think they've got Aguero on the bench and with a tiring defence. Hopefully, if we've moved them around the pitch, Aguero half an hour to go. Obviously, we'd love him to start, but he, I'm, not, I'm not sure when he came off the bench last night. He looked absolutely 100%. I know we'd already 3-0 up, but um, I think they'll go with the same team, and uh, um, that'll be it, really. Uh, one thing we think, talk about Aguero, uh, the, the, our listeners will know, of course, he's, uh, something's changed, um, and he no longer wears the number 16 shirt, and it's gone to know Mr. Mr. Jekko has departed, and we may... <laughs> we may we, we may, we touched on that last week, but he, he's gone. Um, and I know Finley that he's probably your favourite player. Um, what's your view? Seeing him running out there with a with a ten on his back and not a number sixteen looks a bit looks a bit odd, doesn't it? Yeah, because we're so used to seeing him in the number sixteen. And then he went out last night and he was wearing number ten. And I thought, is that Jekko? 
<laughs> and, and then you saw him control the ball and realised it wasn't. <laughs> uh, a great story, of course. And again, I, I guess a lot of listeners will know that the, the, the club have, you know, because many people will have bought the new kit with 16 Cunaguero on it. Um, of course, you know, have said anybody who's bought an old shirt um, with a 16 on it said they can return it. And in return, you can get a new free of charge Cunaguero number 10 or you will get a personally your shirt number 16 personally signed by Aguero so what would you do if you had bought a new shirt with a 16 Aguero and you could take it back Finley would you get him to sign it or would you say can you swap it for a number 10 shirt please get him to sign it Exactly. I'm I sure. Get his dad to buy him a number 10 shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, Jekko's gone. You were saying, Stephen, you're a big fan of Jekko's and we wish him well. He's, he's scored, some, impo- he's sports, he's oh, scored he, some important goals for the club. He, he did. Um, and I, I think, look, he scored some important goals. We know that. But it's the right time for him to leave uh, because he doesn't contribute or he didn't contribute enough to our play to warrant not scoring goals so when last season he only scored a handful he doesn't actually give you enough in open play he doesn't hold the ball up or bring others into the game Um, so I I think it's the right time for him to go Um, the question mark I would have now is having got rid of Jovetic and Dzeko is it a touch risky to rely on an injury prone Aguero Bonnie who hasn't really proven himself at City and Kelechi who is a total unknown is it risky to go into the season with three strikers? Well, they'll be in the market for another one, surely, I would have thought. I can see another one joining before the window closes. Well, uh, firstly, on Jekko, I would say I agree with you. Um, I like him. He's been a great servant for the club. But for three and a half years, I found him a very maddening player whose stats made up for it. But last season, I thought it was a bit beyond the joke. In terms of the striker problem... Um, I think we're probably actually all right because on Kelechi, I think he's more than just a young player. One of the biggest problems with young players that we saw with Potho last season is they're not physical enough in the Premier League. Kelechi won't have a struggle with that. We've seen him play, I know it's only pre-season, we've seen him play friendlies against good teams. We've seen him play against Rome, we've seen him play Liverpool last year, Real Madrid. You know, he won't. I don't think he'll be phased by the Premier League. And in addition to that, I think as we're playing 4-5-1 more than 4-4-2 this season, I'm not convinced we necessarily need four. If you can have four strikers for when you're playing two up front, I think what three strikers for one up front should be all right. Especially as we've got Sterling, you can do a job there. And we've got plenty of people like Nasri and Navas who could step into his role. Didn't Dimicellis play up front in one game last season? Arsenal, wasn't it? He scored. <laughs> he could do a job for us up there, couldn't he, Reedy? Well, I'm not sure about Dimicellis up front, <laughs> but I will agree. I don't, because they'll only play one up front this year. I don't think at any point we need any new foul forwards for now. Um, I think between Aguero and Bonnie, they'll be fine, and the kitty in the League Cup. And uh, and obviously, if, they, if they're every short one or two weeks, Sterling will do it. Yeah. There's no harm with that. Um, other news um, since we were last on, uh, Mr. Pellegrini has signed a new deal which is uh, interesting as he's going to be going at the end of the season so um, I think we all know I think we all know why he's done that yeah, so, so all, Stephen it didn't take us very long to see through indeed the plan we're all very cynical I think it, it makes sense it's a very wise move I guess because it won't completely wipe out the rumours of, of Guardiola coming in but I think it might just dampen them and if Look, Pellegrini would have got asked every press conference you're going at the end of the season what authority do you have we know that you're leaving now, I think those questions will be diminished. I, I think it would be a huge surprise if Pellegrini was still our manager this time next season. But it does just give him that 
bit more authority in the dressing room. Sorry to take over the question, Master here, Nigel, but I thought it was appropriate to say, uh, what happens if Pellegrini wins three competitions and and uh, Pep comes available? What do we do? Keep Pellegrini. Get rid of Pellegrini and get Pep in. <laughs> because... I- <laughs> Look, it, it, so you, ca- won't, you can't agree on who scored last that night. Won't nor can you agree well on, who's on going City to... because it never looks good if you're getting rid of a manager who's just had success that season. The reality is Guardiola is is the man that they want to drive us forward, and Pellegrini isn't. Wouldn't and that be a nice? Wouldn't it be a nice problem to have though? Eh? Absolutely, three, three trophies, and yeah, thanks, thanks, Manuel, job done. Appreciate it. We're moving on. Great problem to have. Three trophies. We might come on to that at the end in terms of your predictions for the season. Which three trophies will we win? We'll come back to that. Well, of course, actually, Guardiola might be good then because he's, he's only ever done well at clubs that are already successful. Last season, when we were talking about Guardiola, we were talking about him coming in and taking over a wounded city. If we Hypothetically, if we do win three trophies, he'd be coming in and just carrying on the project, wouldn't he? So maybe that would just bode one, well. One win at the Hawthorns and we're going to win three trophies. We sound, we sound like Liverpool fans. <laughs> the champions. We, Come on, really. Excuse me. Arsenal in the bottom three. Chelsea mid-table. Stretford are nowhere. Well, and we, you know, we're, we're champions already. Well, Arsenal were champions before we kicked a ball this season. So oh, It's all know. changed now, Joe. You've not read the papers? No, I, I looked up the BBC website last week and the 28, the 20, because I'm a sad, I'll count them all up. <laughs> 28 experts, 19 for Chelsea, mm. Arsenal got about six, couple for, for, for United. We had one person. Who was that one? Oh, was it two? Who were Two they? people, and two of them said we wouldn't get in the first four. Now, I'm not saying we'll win it, but that is absolute madness. It's, no wonder the players put on a show last night. That's, that's partly what I think company was implying that that all that negative press has sort of inspired them to do so well. Well, well, we did this last week, but as we've got sort of three, sorry, forgive me, Finley, four new guests on the show from last week, I'm going to ask the same question before we sort of wrap things up, because I'm, I'm conscious of time, that hopes and fear, we did kind of hopes and fears for the new season, because we've started with our championship winning game away at the Hawthorns. We've done that um, and all the lessons learned from that and how we can predict everything for the league ahead of us. Uh, but I'm just keen on sort of hopes and fears for the new season before we come on to predictions. So, so Joe, kick us off then. Hopes, positives and negatives, if you like. Well, I, th- I think we'll be lucky to finish fourth, probably finish fifth because Liverpool, brilliant. And, you know, Arsenal this season, they've bought one player champions already. United are brilliant because they've strengthened in one department. No, seriously, my hope is that I think we'll... I think we'll come at least second, second and a cup, or we'll win the league. And I think we, I think we might do a bit better in the Champions League this year, because the um, the pots are different. We're in pot two again, but you know we could get because we 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 won't get we might probably won't get someone like Real Madrid because they didn't win the La Liga or whatever. So. So before your predictions, um, Stephen, I'm thinking hopes and fears then. So kind of, you know, the positives of the squad, what's exciting, where are your concerns? I guess a hope would be that the core of the squad, which has now stayed the same for the past four or five years, has one last big season in them. Because throughout last year, when it wasn't going so well, we said, you know, there needs to be a few changes. There needs to be some fresh blood in the squad. We haven't actually added too much. So the hope would be that the likes of Yaya and company and Silver and everyone else still have that passion and still have that fire. The fear would be that, although we've started very well, if we, we do suffer a couple of defeats and fall behind Chelsea, who you'd imagine would, would lead the table, then everything disintegrates and people know Pellegrini's off and it just becomes another disappointing flat season. 
I would love just on players I would love Mangala to prove me wrong I'd love him to show that he is a, this you know outstanding centre back with all the potential in the world I fear as I said last season that he's an athlete not a footballer and I don't think I've seen anything from him that suggests he will turn into a, a more rounded accomplished centre back and would it be fair, Graham? Then, in terms of, I think we can know the positives. Yeah, if you know all the things that we hope for, we get that pace. We have Yaya going for. We got Silva, who's world class. We've we've strengthened with Sterling, but defensively, that's probably the one thing that we're, that, that concerns us all. Would that be fair? Would that yeah, be I your think, biggest fear? I, I think I'm totally in agreement with the Mangala thing, and I hope. But even last night, a couple of times, he he slid a little six yard pass into the a West Brom player. Uh, I think we both agree here that that the left back situation is needs addressing neither of them at the very highest level uh, Barcelona away etc that they aren't good enough um, and even the you know I know Zabs is great but uh, and Sanya played really well last night that's a slight concern I would say one of the big pluses for me is and it's is, this is very notable I think is that there's been no World Cup during the summer and I know we've had Copa America and those guys have gone off and done that but it's it's not all the players and your very, very best players. I mean, Torre would be up in your all-time Premier League players and what he's achieved and company would be there and Silva would be there. They were all running around the World Cup last summer. That makes a massive difference when you're 28, 29, 30. I think that whether we win it or not, I don't know, but all of those guys will play better this season without the World Cup and they are better players than the majority of, of other teams have got. So hopefully that, that bodes well. So I'm going to ask for some predictions then, and I've got sort of three competitions written down here, um, just the three. I'm not worried about the League Cup particularly, unless you want me to. Oh, go on now. I've got, oh, hold on a minute. I've got League Cup. I've got four competitions written down here. Okay. First final, seventy-four Wolves. I cried. Yeah, I, I think I was close to it. I, I did. I actually cried. Yeah. And I was at school at the time, and I got the piss taken out of me so much. Yeah, like school. And why have you cried? I said, what do you mean, why have you cried? You don't understand. We just lost in a cup final. Dennis Lehman played. Do you remember? I know Dennis Lehman. Hang on, yeah. why yeah. were He's a Geordie. Yeah, is he? he is. He's from the northeast, and he went to Sheffield. So, so are most Geordies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's, I say he's a Geordie. Maybe he's, he's not actually from Newcastle, he's, but he's from that part of the world. Is what I meant. And uh, didn't he go went to Sheffield Wednesday? I think after City, he did. He went there, didn't he? That's right. You see? Somebody was injured in the final. That's why he played, wasn't it? Who was injured in the oh, final? One of the big five. I can't remember yeah. his league. Bell played, and Summerby. I'm not sure. Law, Marsh, and. Lee, uh, yeah. I can't remember one. We, yeah, they, they're all looking all glazed. Hello here. and welcome to the 1975 <laughs> edition of the Man City Show. <laughs> Hang on, I'd like to know why you were at Four, school during a cup balls. final. Because I went away to school, Joseph. I went to a boarding school. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll that's crack why. on with a few predictions. <laughs> oh, yeah. So back, back to the script. To yard, yard. Ba- back to the script then. So here are, I've got four, uh, Finley. Can you try and keep these lot in order for me? We've, I have got four competitions, and I want a prediction. We're going to go along the row here, including Finley here, as to so. Uh, starting with Finley, Champions League. Where, where, how will we do in the Champions League? Uh, round of 16. Okay, thank you. Joseph? Group stage. Round of 16. Round of eight. Oof. Premier League, starting with Reedy this time. First. Second. Third. First. FA Cup. Uh, semi-final. Fourth round. <laughs> Middlesbrough. Um, <laughs> winners. Winners. The League Cup. Winners. Third round. Latin Orient. <laughs> Third round. <laughs> semi-final. Two legs. 
Iheanacho to miss an open goal and the O's to be dancing around the streets of Manchester. And finally, gentlemen, it's really great to have you on the show. Thank you for coming Thank in. Thank you very much. But Cheers, before man. you go, we've got Chelsea at the weekend, and I need a prediction for you for Chelsea as well, and then we'll come to Reedy, unless you want to say something first. I was just interested, at the very start there, two of your favourite guests, there are four of us here. So I suspect, oh, well worked out, Reedy. It's taken you half an hour to wear that. That was my little joke, Reedy, at the beginning. All right? I, should be, I should be looking forward to next week's Well, exactly. On. Thank you, Reedy, for explaining that to all our listeners. It's taken you half an hour to it's wear the, that out. It's the first joke in 17 podcasts exactly. I've been to. Well, and you've only just got it. Welcome to the new comedy podcast. Absolutely. So, Lester, before we go, Reedy, Chelsea, Chelsea at home. Oh, uh, wow. 2-1 City. Either 2-1 City or 1-all. I'd take a draw. I think we'll lose 1-0 because Chelsea have got a point to prove. 0-0. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Chelsea would love that, to be fair. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure having Graham Reed, Stephen Allwise, Joe Doherty and Finley Reed. Thank you, gentlemen. This is Nigel Rothban. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.